Nope. While driving through the rural landscape of northern Montana, I noticed something strange. I was returning from a trip to see my family in the States and still had a good six hours to go before arriving at home in Calgary, Canada. I was taking Montana's Highway 37, which is nothing but a single lane road which travels in both directions for what seems like forever. A dense pack of trees on both sides of the road encapsulate you, only breaking briefly when the water is visible to the left. The road was barren and lifeless, which isn't unusual, although a little eerie to me for some reason. After about 10 minutes of driving, I noticed an opening on the side of the road for what looked like a huge grocery store that you would usually see in the middle of a city. It was so out of place and literally built in the middle of the forest to my right. A dark shadow from the trees above cloaked the store with a sinister aura and it looked to be abandoned. That thought was quickly refuted when I saw a dark figure emerge from the store, slowly pushing a shopping cart through the parking lot. I reluctantly decided to pull in and get something quick to eat and drink for the rest of the trip. The whole lot was devoid of cars and any signs of life, and I decided to enter despite the person I saw leaving, who now vanished somewhere in the darkness without a car in sight to return to. Rays from the sun were breaking through the trees and leaving little areas of light scattered haphazardly all across the parking lot. I walked up to the automatic sliding door and tried to look inside, but there didn't seem to be any windows and the doors were plastered with old newspaper articles. The one right near the slit between the doors had a bold headline that read, Montana teenagers lure unsuspecting victims into the woods and gut them to death with scythe. Not a very welcoming story to cover your doors with, I thought. I continued forward, and to my surprise, it seemed like a normal grocery store. I was bewildered to see how packed the store was. Every register was open, and lines of people stretched back into the aisles. There was an indistinct murmuring going on amongst them, the kind you'd hear from a distance while a lot of people are talking simultaneously. The first thing I did was head for the bathroom, which was located on the front end, where most people were. A pair of sneakers occupied the only stall available, and naturally, I defaulted to the urinal. After an extremely satisfying pee, I washed my hands and started towards the door. I stopped for a moment and listened to the outside, but there was no noise. The loud murmur dissipated to an unnatural silence, and when I finally opened the door, what I saw was horrid. All of the lights in the store went out, and the darkness consumed everything that was once there. Lights from the freezer section and from the register monitors pierced through the void 
which was just enough for me to see all of the customers and employees above. They were all hanging from ropes attached to the ceiling, dangling and bumping into one another like wind chimes. They were all fully clothed, although their skin was already an ashen color, the color of death, and their bodies hung there, lifelessly. In tandem, the bodies all opened their eyes, which quickly darted at me and held a frozen contact with my face. Their eyes were pure black and began to leak a substance which looked to me like blood. This wasn't only in the front end, though, and I realized that the entire store was filled with these hanging bodies that were all staring at me. It had to have been hundreds of them throughout the entire place, and the ones that were further back were featureless to me, and looked like levitating shadows, slowly swaying and dancing. I quickly slammed the door shut and took a deep breath, which echoed throughout the bathroom. The lights in here were still on, but were very dim and emitted a subtle humming noise. I grabbed my phone to call someone. I really don't know who, but either way, I didn't have any service. I decided I would try to make a run for it, towards the parking lot, past all the bodies, and that's when I remembered the man in the stall. My eyes slowly and cautiously shifted to the floor where the sneakers had been earlier. I knelt down to get a better look, and the shoes had disappeared. The sound of a swinging rope outweighed the hum of the light, and there was a heavy bang on the other side of the stall. Again, I slowly shifted my head up, and it was exactly what I was expecting. Another body, hanging from the ceiling, staring at me with its cold black eyes. I let out a scream and without hesitation bolted for the door and then sprinted for the main entrance. My body slammed into the door and it wouldn't open even though I was standing on the pressure plate. I grabbed the fire extinguisher to my left and relentlessly smashed into the glass on the door but yielded no results. On the other side of the newspaper, there was another headline that read, Satanic cult traps local hikers in forest, burns it to the ground, killing all three. I was in the midst of reading the different headlines covering the door when I heard a loud snapping sound from behind me. Every single hanging body dropped to the floor at the same time and hit the floor making a painfully loud snapping noise that reverberated throughout the desolate store. The abruptness of this terrified me and I was appalled at what I had witnessed. The bodies just laid there, dead and motionless, all over the tile floor. Lights from the freezers reflected off of their paper-white skin. 
It looked like there was a murder scene at the store, and the floor was covered with white chalk outlines. I decided to head towards the back and try to find another exit, but I was not hopeful that anything would actually turn up. While passing a register, I decided to examine one of the corpses and see if I could draw any conclusions from there. I turned it over so it was facing me, and I was disgusted when I saw the face. Its eyes were now sewn shut, ears cut off, nose missing, and a wide mouth stretched across the bottom of its face. I checked a couple more of the bodies, and they all possessed these same horrifying features including a long bruised line across the neck from the rope. I was suddenly interrupted by a loud hissing noise coming from the store's loudspeaker that quickly ceased and was followed by a slow and raspy breathing noise. I looked around the store nervously, trying to find the source of the sound coming from the loudspeaker, and I saw that one of the bodies was now standing at one of the registers across from me. It was holding up the microphone to its elongated mouth, hunched over the till, and looking down aisle six at something. The noise continued for another two minutes as I stood and watched in shock, trying to be as quiet as possible. While walking backwards to keep my eye on it, I tripped over another body behind me, and the breathing noise completely stopped. Staying on the floor, I heard sluggish footsteps from somewhere in front of me that were moving to the left. I peeked out from behind the register and saw that this creature, I won't even refer to it as human anymore, was walking slowly in my direction. It was once a woman with short and curly brown hair, extremely tall in height and very bony. It was wearing a black dress which included a see-through black veil in front of the face. I could see that it also had the sewn eyes and flat area where the nose should have been. I slowly got up and started walking towards the right where the aisles were, but as soon as I got a couple of steps away, its empty face rapidly locked onto me. It let out an ear-piercing screech and a subsequent hiss in my direction from across the room. This was when I decided to run run faster than I ever have previously in my life. It was a challenge to jump over the bodies covering the floor, but I had no choice. The steps from behind me got louder and more intense, turning into an all-out sprint. I looked back for a second and saw it right on my trail, probably about six feet away at most. It was flashing its teeth at me and hissing aggressively when I saw the stitches pop out from where the eyes should have been. 
the thread flew to the ground, and two bulbous black eyes, angry eyes, stared into my soul. Eventually, we reached a staircase that led to the basement. I say we because it was still sprinting behind me, now growling, and I was still running. I bolted through the swinging door. I ran into the first door I saw and slammed it shut, locking it. Thank God there was a lock. And finally caught my breath. It was smashing itself into the door and making slow progress to break it, but gave up after a few more minutes. I heard it retreat back upstairs after this, making a fast-paced pitter-patter noise on the rubber-cased stairs. Right now, I am still locked inside this room, and I am sending this out of a desperate plea for help to anyone or anything that might be listening. I beg of you to contact the Montana State Police and send them here to save me. This store has no name and was just generically labeled as a grocery store on the outside sign. It is on the right side of the road, about halfway up Montana Highway 37, and is completely surrounded by tall pine trees. I am losing all hope here and have thought about committing suicide with the rope I found earlier in this room. I have reason to believe that more of them are waking up because the intercom keeps chiming in with new noises, hisses, gurgles, scratchy breathing, and groaning. These noises are echoing throughout the small room where I'm trapped. I'm also hearing multiple footsteps from directly above me. If I had to guess, I would say there's roughly three or four of them now. I'm sending this message with the remaining 3% of battery on my cell phone. I found a weak signal down here that is still too faint to call anybody. I hear them coming down the stairs again, this time much slower, and there are more footsteps. Not humans, though. I can hear the ungodly noises spewing from their vile mouths. Somebody, please, help me before I become one of them. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Nope Too Creepy podcast. If you want to learn more about the author of this story, just check the show notes and you'll find all the necessary links. If I haven't earned it already, I hope this is the week you choose to follow or subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. Until next time, everybody, this is Dan David reminding you all to stay safe out there. I'll be seeing you in the next episode. Nope.